should probably make this one official and announce the guests first. We got two guests with us today. Um, Naomi. Is it Naomi or Naomi? Naomi. Yeah. Naomi. Um, <laughs> Naomi Hirsch. And, and is that, is, is that correct? Yeah. Naomi Hirsch. I just, just changed. Your email coming across differently. Yeah. I just got married not too long ago. So now it is now officially Naomi Hirsch. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, <laughs> Brian Lynn with, uh, you guys are both with sportsman's Alliance. You guys are over in Colorado right now, right? Brian, oh, just for the audience that can not see you, Brian just nodded his head. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, we're, we're in Ohio right now. You know, Ohio. We're in Ohio. Ohio. I'm from Colorado. Um, yeah. Yep. I'm from Colorado. Brian's from Washington. We're both out here in Ohio with Sportsman's Alliance. It's where we're based. So I uh, okay. came out here to see everyone. Is that like a big team meeting or you guys a whole change of scenery meetings or what? Yeah. Yeah. Naomi hasn't uh, been on very long. And so it was the first available time we could get back to Ohio. So got her back here to meet everybody and then had the government affairs gal who is in uh, the Virginia area had her come back and so she's here so everybody's kind of meeting and brainstorming and uh, yeah little right team on. building um, well we kind of run loose here on the podcast but uh, we were talking and one of the things I wanted to get you guys on here for uh, I first I got a, a bone to pick with Naomi I, I got a call from James so <laughs> Naomi's got a yeah, or she's got, or she's got that a bone to pick with me. That was not asked for. He said you might mention it, though. Yeah, Cody and I have been waiting for you a little bit. It sounds like uh, Cody more so than I knows what's going on, but I've been told I've been waiting for you. Oh, so, so if you Fill know anything in. about like wanting me to do something, you need to get a hold of Jason or <laughs> Jess or anybody else in the shop. And tell them to make sure I'll, that I'll I. That uh, yeah, I'll pass that information back on to Cody then, and I'll <laughs> and I'll share some context because, uh, as far as Cody knows, it's it's been lost in the wind. But yeah, getting some contacts with you and getting a group together to better sportsmen and our dogs here in Colorado to have a big bigger seat at the table. Um, I'm always interested. But James is another one. James is not afraid to like blow my phone up. Like I'll just, I'll be having dinner and just like boom, 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 text after yeah, text so after text. I'm like, holy, my wife just looks over and goes, James, I'm I'll like, put it on my radar. <laughs> I'll make sure to follow through. So anyways, for but, people who buddy has this thing called the, <laughs> go ahead. Get in closer, J Jason. You're, I was you're quiet. Yeah, I was going to say, Buddy sorry. has this thing called the Buddy Backburner. It's not intentional, but there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen around here, so it usually takes a couple of us to keep things lined out. Yeah. Cool. I I need know. a cattle prod. A cattle prod normally helps get me get me Hot focused. Shot. It's like so. Anyways, we, we Naomi, I'm not putting you off. Like you guys, let's let's get together and talk about that. I think on the the long short of it. You guys had a couple of houndsmen together and we're, we're wanting to ask about some things that we're doing here and, and uh, always happy to help. There's so many different things and, and I work with a lot of different places and us collaborating and sharing is nothing but good stuff comes out of that. So um, 
Anyways, with yeah, that said, sure. I'll pass it on and Cody. Yeah. 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 Like I said, we'll, 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 be in, maybe we'll do another podcast. We'll have it on the air meeting and we can talk about it. But anyways, James, James mentioned that to me and, and I just, <laughs> I'll see something shiny and I'm like, Oh, something shiny. And I go take off whatever there. So, um, on that, what are the topics? Do you guys have anything that you, I, I talked a little bit about and you guys want to talk about, um, some of the things going on around the West, you know, and, and I know there's other places and I'm watching the, uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll just be honest. You guys have gotten better at um, promoting, I think, what you guys are doing. You know, it, it, it seems like I don't know who's who's doing it behind the scenes, but somebody you hired at some point, maybe maybe two years ago. I don't know what the actual timeline was, but you guys have been engaging a little bit more, I think, Um and you've always been engaging behind the scenes. You know what I mean? Like, I know you guys have always been key players behind the scenes, but on the social media side, on the, you know, getting out in front of the crowd. Um, what, what's your thoughts on that, Brian? Yeah, no. Uh, well, uh, Todd Atkins came over and he's heading up our uh, government affairs team now. He's the VP of government affairs. Mm-hmm. He has a long history in the industry. He was with NRA for years and years and then uh he also is has a law degree and a phd from notre dame i believe um in like research and surveying and getting to the bottom of things and so he's he's been in the trenches and knows the fight and knows the battle he also brought some of that new uh we brought in some new tools on the website if you've seen it the legislative uh action center that has the map that shows you know, the number of bills in each state that's broken down, that's allowed us to move faster and put it out there for the audience to see, uh, you know, what they're doing. And uh, he and the gal, the other Naomi in the office, we have two Naomi's, two Brian's, you know, we're pretty unoriginal around here. Find you something just, can say, you can't find a new name. Out. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just call everybody um, buddy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, those two, uh, Naomi and Todd in government affairs, they just crank out the stories and she's just a, just a monster keeping an eye on things. She, she worked for him at the NRA. So she was the one that headed up all the, uh, you know, when you see the legislators get gun grades from the NRA and stuff like mm-hmm. that, that was her baby. And so she tracked all everybody's votes and what they did. And so she is just a monster when it comes to tracking bills and what's going on and then turning out quick releases and then it goes through our process. And so it's hands down the government affairs, the more they do and engage in and get it written up to give us the details, the more we can put it out there. And uh, you're right. We double tripled our output this year. I think it was, well, just this last session, January to June, it was something like 1250 ish bills we were tracking and we put out 344 alerts and we put them out really to all 50 states, but 44 states had like substitute, substantive alerts, like something yeah. going on, you know, rather than just open closed session. Um, you know, so it was 44 states, 344 bills in less than six months. Right. Wow. Naomi, what's your job? So you're title? busy. That's what you're saying. <laughs> It, yeah, that's so the other Naomi. Director of 
Right. Yeah, I'm the other Naomi. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's, it's weird. It's not a very common name, but um, I, yeah, I work with another Naomi. I'm the associate director of communications here. So I run all the socials, um, get together with some podcasts, kind of like we're doing here and kind of get our message out to as many people as we can. So I've noticed also um, that not only are we getting our message out more, but there's more to get out and to take that um, good or bad, you know, there's a lot going on right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's, um, it seems to be, <laughs> and I don't know, there's some other, other groups. There's how for wildlife. You guys are, are familiar with them. Um, they, they've kind of come on the scene in the last year or two. And I think, I think, yes, I don't want to say it's competitor cause we're all on the same team. You know what I mean? Like we're all, we're all fighting for the same efforts, but um, it, it just seems like we're in this, in this era where social media is, is such a quick, hot commodity. Now the downside, and I get frustrated because I get tired of social media because a lot of people, you know, go yap on social media and they don't actually do anything. And that's easy to do. I mean, it's really easy to be like, Oh, I'm just going to do this or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been guilty of that at times too, you know, where I see reason. something, I'm like, ah, you know, um, the other da dangerous side. And I had, I had a, uh, a situation where I irritated somebody or whatever, but a lot of times, sometimes social media guys jump too early also, you know what I mean? And so sometimes there's a strategic element that it's like, just because you don't see something doesn't mean we're not tracking that. You know what I mean? And I, and I wanted to kind of touch on that a little bit too, Amen. because you know, I, I um, Amen. Yeah. yeah, Brian, one, one of the things that happened this year and I can talk about it now and I, I didn't talk about this and I told people that I would discuss it in the podcast was the, the, there was a Bobcat bill introduced in Oregon uh, last year, you know, the session and what happened was a legislator that doesn't have a really good reputation. <clears throat> it was, it was a Democrat and it wasn't just cause he was a Democrat, but he was kind of not knowing the behind the scenes, you know, the ground game. I was like, there's this one Democrat and he introduced this. He's not a good person. He wasn't. And, and there was a lot of, you know, there was some no. accusations, you know, sexual accusations and stuff counting. like that surrounding him. And so he had, he just wasn't the guy that, you know, that everybody was going to rally behind. But he dropped a bill that was, a, you know, could have potentially taken away bobcat hunting in Oregon. And, um, which well, would that crush hit, our entire sport, really. Like that is, it would, it, it was, it was a serious bill that we were going to be watching, right? But what happened was, and this was like, I want to say December. This is, you know, in the process for people who are listening, in the process of a bill, a bill gets dropped. So they, they introduced the bill before the session really even starts. Right. And Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, the, the process kind of goes like this. So that bill was in the process just says, Hey, I'm going to introduce this bill. And there's 1500 bills in the beginning when, in, in the first week of January, when the session starts, there's 1500 bills that go off there and guys like sportsman's Alliance and you guys are trying to go through them and frantically find those bills that we need to track. You know what I mean? And so there's a whole process in that first week, two weeks of, of January that we're trying to sort through and go, okay, there's a bill we want to keep track of. Here's a bill we want to keep track of. This one's talking about dogs. So we need to, you know, 
just because they're talking about dogs, we're like, whoa, watch that, Bill, because we know what they're trying to sneak in. And what happened in Oregon was a couple guys got a hold of that pre-file and they ran straight to social media and they blew it up. And then people on social media were sharing that and sharing that, sharing that, and phones started blowing up. And a couple of us that are on the ground game that know the process and is like, okay, we we know what's happening in Salem. You know what I mean? This isn't a huge deal. This might be a huge deal later. You know what I mean? But the way this rolled out was the whole internet went on fire about this, this Bobcat bill. And there was a couple things that I took away from that was number one, before we run to social media and blow something up, let's find the guys on the ground that know the, the game because there's plans that, that happen behind the scenes that we got to stop. And, and so by going on social media, everybody goes off half cock and they're ready to go. They got pitchforks out there ready to go start a fire at the Capitol. And I'm like, Hey, here's the deal. You're going to pull up the Capitol. Nobody's there. You know what I mean? They haven't even started session yet. You know, they're, they're doing their introductory meetings and they're going to go have their lunches and go, Hey, this is me. And this is, you know, and, and they're all fist pumping each other for getting their election going. And, you know, there's just so much happens that first week. I'm like, even if you go to the Capitol this week and you're like, Hey, I want to talk about house bill. Da, 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 a guy's going to look at you and go like house bill. What, you know, like haven't even heard about it yet. Like, you know, so that was one thing that happened this year. And I'll, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more. I don't want to just take the whole show. It's like be like a monologue of me talking, but that was one of the critical things about social media that I wanted to kind of address on this podcast was we've got to learn to be smart. You know what I mean? We've got to learn when to hold our powder, when to keep it dry and when it's time to go take the fight where the fight needs to go. Um, so anyways, that was one of the topics I wanted to talk about. And I wanted to touch base on some of the strategy around that, on that Bobcat bill. And then I also, there's some things happening in Washington. I think we can touch base on too. So, yeah, that sounds great. And no, you're exactly right. Um, it, a lot of times the social media folks get spun up and sometimes it's hard from, you know, our side of time, our side of things sometimes is like telling them, no, don't do it. Be quiet. Yeah, exactly. Right and right. you yeah. don't want to tell somebody not to be engaged because we're telling everybody, get engaged, do something. And then we're like, wait, shut up, be quiet. And then <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's a conflicting message. Don't do but, the easy stuff. Like, yeah. Not yet. <laughs> but like you said, uh, you know, we do this in all 50 states. So it's like, okay, this state operates differently than this state. Sometimes you have crossover, you know, and you know it's not going to make it through the Senate when it's going to pass the House, yep. but it's not going to make it through the Senate. Or you know it's going to be in this committee, and that's chaired by this guy who's on our side who isn't even going to call the bill up to be heard, yep. or it's going to get killed. You know, so we know all these different pieces or we're waiting or we go to talk to them. It's like, Oh, they didn't understand what they actually were doing it. They're going to amend it or drop it or whatever. So we don't need to waste human capital telling everybody to email, send messages, call. It's like, you got to wait for that opportune time. I think Jason said, it's like playing chess. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, we, we we're not going to be able to stop it in these first two committees, but the third committee has friendly faces on it and whatever else where we can amend it. So that's where we need to put the pressure or where we don't need to put the pressure. We need to put it here, you know? And so it is all these different pieces. And again, like you do want to keep people engaged, 
but sometimes it's like, no, stop, be quiet. It's not doing any good right now. It's it's more. And that's noise. what Too that noisy. was a perfect yeah. example of the Bobcat deal in Oregon. It was like you guys, and I, and I say you guys because I'm not picking on any one person, but I'm like you're making it worse. But you know what I mean by bringing by raising this issue up to the top and 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 blowing it up before it's even a, an issue. Like what I what I yeah. would tell people, I was like, you're taking tools off the table. Like we can go in there with a knife and go kill that bill behind the scenes when nobody knows about it. But as soon as you alert the the other side, as soon as you let that other side know, hey, you got our you got us by the cojones. We're we're mad. We're you're we're giving you a reaction that you want. They're like, oh, where is yeah. this bill? And then they start pushing the bill. And now we got yeah. a fight on our hands. Yeah. You know what I mean? You and so army. sometimes you're exactly right. It's like when we say when we say be quiet, it's like don't be, you know, don't not pay attention, but just don't let's not put it in the public. Let's not teach everybody our enemies where where some well, of yeah, these strategies then, lie. You know, on the other side, the other side is like you said it like it, it may not even be on their radar. Mm -hmm. They're not even paying attention to it, but now you elevated it. It's on their radar. And now all of a sudden, especially if they're on the other side, and this is something I had to learn because, you know, I come from an editorial side of things where you hold people accountable and bash them yeah. with a baseball bat. But these guys, it's a lot funner. It is a lot funner doing guys. that. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But these guys have to save face to their constituency. So if we mm -hmm. raise it up to a level, eight out of 10 all of a sudden and, and they back down. Well, now we the people that. who back them are going to be mad. And yep. so we're putting them in a bad spot. Whereas if we kept it quiet, they could have let it pass and it wouldn't have, you know, yeah. put them in a bad spot. Yeah. So that's, that's I'll just throw in there too, that, yeah, we're really good at doing that. We have people on staff to do that. And if you guys are ever concerned about a bill or anything like that, use us as a resource and email us and um, we'll be, right back with a reply about what we're doing about it and if if it does seem hush and nothing no one's talking about it and that might be a really good thing or if we need to get people behind it we'll, we'll know so we're always up for like hearing about what's going on about like what's going on out there if we did somehow miss it then we'll get on it but if we're yeah. keeping quiet there's probably a good reason to um, and that's there's yeah, always going to be rumors. i know there's a floating around right now too in Colorado especially about what's going to happen next year um well we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that if, if we need to when yep. the time's yep. right yeah New Mexico I think and so we're seeing and that was just one of the topics I want to be just address on is social media can be a really awesome tool like it really can for us uniting and, and we're having a, a we're living in an era that is just we've never heard of you know what I mean we had to you know I mean, mm -hmm. fighting the main deal. Some of the things that we, we did before, you know, ballot measure 18, the, the reason they got um, some of these bans and some of these anti-hunting initiatives through was because they were organized and we weren't. And with social media, we're starting to be able to get that organization, but there's also an element that can cause chaos. You know what I mean? And, and that is, yep. I think that's the damaging part of social media right now is the chaos that it can consume. <laughs> if people are, are not careful, you know what I mean? And, and I don't, again, I don't want people to be complacent. I don't want people to just ignore it. I want people to be smart and go, Hey, what's the best strategy for this? Um, and so that's, you and know, that's hard the, to do on a mass scale. Really hard, really hard because 
town guys are the worst too. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, right, I want to go pitch up the pitchfork. I want to go, you know, burn down the Capitol and, and, and sometimes. But we can in a backhanded way though. I mean, cause like personally me with that Bobcat band, but the frustration, like you guys are saying is like, we were putting this out there and kind of putting it on the radar, but we could use that time and focus that effort to build ourselves up as houndsmen and sportsmen, because I'll tell you, houndsmen for heroes, I sit on their board and we run a veterans bobcat hunt every year out of Burns, Oregon. And we happen to have our second event in the County where this whole thing started from, like use that opportunity to uplift our sport and the good things, the St. Jude benefit hunts, Dornbecker hunts, you know, all these things. That's a backhanded way until the time is right. That's, you know, that's us stacking the deck and playing that chess game. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to be quiet. Just sometimes you got to, I don't know. I had an old boss that told me one day, there's a diplomatic way to tell somebody to F off. And (laughs) that's kind of what we got to look at is some days you got to put on, you got to put on a different hat than you do every other day. A lot of times it's showing up and listening too. So if you heard rumor about something that might happen, showing up in those commission meetings, showing up in those um, state meetings, showing up at the Capitol and just seeing if there is something to be riled up about. And if there's not at the moment you showed up and if you do show up the next time, it actually makes a big difference also. Um, Them seeing your face when there's nothing nothing going on so to speak um actually helps if they see your face when there's something actually going on because they think you know it it, this person showed up not just for a one issue done deal um that's something that we can do if they are worried about things starting to show up and create a relationship with these commissioners and a relationship with your representatives um that is outside of the single issue getting mad uh, is something that we as sportsmen can really work on as well. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship I've said in the last podcast I just did, the relationship is huge. There was an issue uh, me and Brian kind of hooked up on was uh, the dog issue several years ago for Washington. And, and I was coming out of the woods, I was hunting, I was coming out of the woods and I got a sportsman's Alliance alert on my email I'm checking alerts and, and they were highlighting a, a what bill was that, Brian? It was a pain and suffering, pain and suffering bill. Defining the, the pain and suffering. Yes. Stuff that they yes. can't be outside. They can't be below a certain temp. Any, anything that would be painful to a human would be painful to any animal. Yes. And that's psychologically to physically from mild discomfort to excruciating pain, a mouse or a Clydesdale horse. Yeah. All logical, logical and thought so process. I, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. And this is a really good example of, of knowing the person, the connections. So I come out of the woods, Jason, I just come out of the woods, Bob, you know, I'm drowsing through and I see this alert from Sportsman's Alliance and I happen to read it and, you know, it's Washington and, and I'm reading the bill and I'm like, huh, the senator sponsored it. She's my senator. And I visited with this gal. I met and had dinner or lunch with this gal. She's got an elk head. You know I mean? She's, she was a hunter. You know what I mean? She has an elk in her, in her office, you know, her, her and her husband, you know, hunted with dogs. And, and so I knew this was a pro hunting senator. And the fact that, you know, she was a sponsor, I, I just, 
texted her, you know, I said, Hey, what's up with this bill? And I mean, immediately she called me back. She said, what are you talking about? And I said, yeah, this, I said, Sportsman's Alliance just put out a, a, put out a hit piece on your bill. You know what I mean? I was like, I I don't know what to tell you, but (laughs) you're on the, my guys are not happy with you right now. And she's like, what, what, what are you in? Uh, instantly she had me sitting at a table. She's like, I want to put you on this board. We're going to put this in a committee and we're going to have a, a stakeholder committee. And I mean, just that connection, just to having the ability to text her and you know, it just happened to be, she was a sponsor. So she had, you know, she, she, she could kill the bill or whatever. And, and, and she's like, I'm not trying to like stop hunting. I'm not trying to cause this, you know, she just listened to this other side that come out. She's, she loves dogs. I mean, she absolutely loves her dogs as pets and, and a little more fluffy dog than, than, uh, you know, she has the the fluffy dogs and her, her husband probably has the hunting dogs. And, and so it was just one of the matters that she had taken the hook, line and sinker of the story and didn't look at the intent of what we know they were trying to do behind the scenes. And so she signed off on it, but mm-hmm. had I not had that relationship, I mean, I'm not saying we couldn't have done it, but it made it instantly where we could sit at the table and go, yeah, we don't like that language. And, and I think we watered that the way we did that. Brian was, I was like, man, I want to help you get this bill passed. I said, I said, I want to, I want to help you. We, we don't like abuse of dogs either. So let's, let's, you're not trying to take away hunting dogs. And like, oh, no, you can see where they're like, kind of, we kind of are, but I'm like, oh, then, then let's just get this bill passed for you. Cause man, I don't like people starving dogs and beating dogs with, you know, whatever. And you know what I mean? Like all these bad things that these examples you got, I, I don't like that. So let me, let me help you get this bill. I was like, let me be your friend. And they, they kind of looked at me and, and we had it cut down on all the things Trojan that we wanted. <laughs> yeah. And we pretty much like, take this out, take this out, take this out. No, we don't like what you're doing there. Um, leave the the gross abuse stuff in. Cause we can definitely stand behind that and we'll, and we'll sponsor it with you. And uh, they weren't real happy to, which is ironic at the end <laughs> of the day, they didn't want to push that stuff. You know what I mean? We could take out all the other stuff yeah. that Fun they, yeah. they didn't push the core core yeah so it's like by the time you know we were actually had a bill that we could support which was like you're not allowed to go you know abuse dogs literally abuse dogs yeah exactly (laughs) no no sex with the dog you know what i mean like we had that in there we didn't take that out that was one of the exceptions that was like no we don't want that then they weren't all excited about passing it anymore Yeah, I'm like, okay, yeah. well, we know what your really intent int- int- was. Oh my god. Mm. So, yeah. The anyways. mindset of the people that we're battling is insane. Like it yeah. is crazy. And it's like you can't even wrap your own head around it sometimes. Thank God there's guys like you that like I would feel so overwhelmed and bombarded. I mean, I served for Oregon Hunters Association as a as a officer and several other boards. But it's like just that, man, you get burned out so crazy fast. You guys must have a heck of a team and a process, which I'm interested in. I don't want to hijack it right now, but I want to talk about the process of like one of your big hit list items right now and how that came to fruition and what we can all do as as houndsmen and sportsmen to to a assist you and let you guys do what you're doing so well. And then we can kind of learn 
where do we all fall into that program? Because if people don't feel involved, they're going to keep getting on the rooftops and yelling. Yeah. Where if we can all get on the same page, hopefully this podcast will unite some people. Yeah, definitely. Now well, take well, it away. We have a couple of really big things going on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got a, a lot of big things going on right now. Um, we've got our wolf issue, uh, trying to delist wolves by distinct population segments, uh, which is a different tactic that we haven't used before. Um, and that's going to be huge. based or is that, where is yeah. that? It's, it's nationwide, but what we did was um, take wolf population instead of as a whole and delisting them nationwide, which isn't going to work because they said that, you know, the wolves on the fringes, the wolves on the edges, you're not helping them at all. So distinct population segment is kind of what helped out the Idaho, Montana, Wyoming wolves. You can still hunt them there. They're a distinct population. So what we're doing with that is... Western Great Lakes, we're calling that a distinct population also. And the numbers are clearly showing um, that they're like almost tenfold over what they should be there anyway. So we're hoping to get that population delisted. It does impact houndsmen there a lot, um, especially their bear hunters. Uh, I was just out in the UP of Michigan, yeah, with a houndsman and I was really hoping to get after some bears in July, and uh, unfortunately, every bear track we ran across had a wolf track that went right with it. And we love our dogs, and they were like, "No, I'm I'm not setting my pack out on on that bear sure. and fear and fear wolves." So we've got the UP Houndsman Association and the Bear Hunters Association in Michigan with us, um, trying to delist wolves in the uh, Western Great Lakes region. And there's different population segments. I'll talk, or I'll let Brian talk about the Washington one because that one's more, you know, where you guys are at. I was just listening yeah, to the uh, Washington Commission, and I was hearing that they, you know, Washington Commission's going to be sending uh, Colorado some wolves, or at least I don't know if that's what they're going to do, but they they have the. Agenda. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 Got, got it's like the Portland of the wildlife world. Idaho, yeah, we got denied wolves by Idaho, Wyoming, and Montana. Um, Idaho's letter was hilariously just awesome. It, I don't know if you guys read it in the media, but uh -huh. they were saying, you know, like we're we're not giving wolves because one, they're not going to stay in Colorado, and two, because of just like the havoc that they cause uh, with just litigation and cost management and things like that. Um, so I I really think the Idaho uh, Game and Fish for that letter that he sent. Unfortunately, it fell on deaf ears, and now we're trying to get some from from Washington or Oregon or one of the states that'll play ball. But well, I'm telling you, what, Washington GPS probably will try to play ball with what we got right now. Like unless you guys can get Lorna Smith out of there, <laughs> I don't know. We got to talk about yeah, Lorna Smith in a minute, but oh yeah, yeah. The the so the wolf you know, situation that uh, Naomi was talking about, creating a distinct population in the Great Lakes. The Rocky Mountain ones are uh, already delisted by Congress. And that includes eastern, the eastern third of uh, Washington and Oregon. Those are federally delisted. They're listed under State Endangered Species yeah. Act. It's the only reason we can't do them. Really? So we're part of that. So what we did is we created, we put petitions forward to Fish and Wildlife saying to 
delist the Western Great Lakes distinct population. Rocky Mountain's already delisted. We said to take the Western two thirds of Washington, Oregon, and California and create a West Coast Wolves DPS. And then create another DPS for everywhere else that wolves are but aren't established firmly and call them because what the courts call it is remnant wolves, remnant wolf population. So Colorado would be in there, Nevada, Utah, as they expand, you know, these wolves are going to move. Yeah. And we can't just keep, you know, we don't know where they're going to go next. So kind of put under a catch all. That way we can delist because the court back in 2017, you know, they overturned our delisting in federal court. But, you know, and everybody was like, oh, no. And the other side was saying they won. The biggest thing was we argued for distinct population delisting. Humane Society of the United States was arguing that you can only put them on the list. You can't take them off the list. We said no. And the judge agreed with us. So we won that delisting by distinct population. And so we're continuing that argument and satisfying all the court's orders that Fish and Wildlife has to go through. They don't have to have them reestablished throughout the historic range and all this, but they must look at it and consider yeah. it when, they, when, when they're when yeah. they making their uh, approval process. And they have to still protect those remnant wolves. So by going to distinct population, we can dis, uh, delist Western Great Lakes, the Rocky Mountains, and still keep the West Coast wolves on the Western two thirds and the remnant populations in Colorado, Nevada, wherever they happen to go, listed and not have hunting. But as those populations meet all the thresholds, they can be delisted by those distinct population areas, biological yeah. boundaries. Is That'd be nice. That a challenge not- as far as like needing. Oh, sorry, buddy. No, go ahead. Which one? We had a question. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Me and Buddy got a little bit of a lag. So as far as like going through this process and you found the key for the lock. I mean, really, like now it's just making it a master key and reapplying this across the board and get get it through. So when you come to like these management standpoints, like I can tell you, I know the Oregon Wolf Plan is it is written in a way that honestly it's it's unrealistic. Right. Like like what's considered breeding pairs, what's considered a population. You have to have successful pup rates of X amount of survival rate over so many years. If that alpha male changes, you're starting all over. It's like restarting the stop clock. So are you finding that as a challenge state to state to state? Or are you thinking that that's going to kind of be blanketed by just the overall data and the movement that you guys are trying to make with those? delisting populations. Yeah. So you have to look at it and you have to remember there's federal and there's state. So, you know, in Washington, (laughs) yeah, we're delisted on the, on the Eastern third, but we still have to meet the state ESA requirements. And that's X number of breeding pairs throughout these geographic areas, which they're just about there. I mean, they, they just need, I think they're just about there, but it doesn't matter because the politics in Washington and the game commission in Washington right now, they're taking away bear hunting and mountain lion hunting and everything else that there is no question of population never has been. You think they're going to, ever vote to enact a wolf season? No. So there's yeah. federal and there's They're just state, at that point where know, they start to spin. The you know what I mean? Like, now they're starting to, they're starting to spin. Yeah. It's like they say they're going to do something when they made the wolf plan, when they made the reintroduction plan, they say, Hey, 
we want this, we want this, we want this. Honestly, because I don't think they could thought they could get that, that, and that, right? I didn't think they they didn't right. think that far ahead. That was now point. that we make we're meeting those objectives, they changed their mind. So sorry to cut you off, Brian, but that basically what's happening. Yeah, they just keep moving the just keep moving the goalposts, and that's what they've always done, and they always will do. You know, it's it's just what they do. They move the goalposts. Yep, we just want it here. No, nope, now it's here. Now it's here. Now it's here. You know, and then they'll bring in you know your false red herrings that oh. Grizzly bears, they said the, you know, the pine beetle or whatever it was, or the white bark beetle, you know, is a major food source. So everybody stop this grizzly stuff until we do a, a study, which takes two years or three years. And then, right. oh, now it's the next thing. And so you're never going to satisfy them. So you kind of have to, you know, like we did with the wolf thing here. It's been almost 20 years. It's been a 17 year court battle, and, but it's chess, like we said before. We make a move. They made a move. We made a move. We got a ruling. They got a ruling. Okay, how do we put these rulings together and satisfy it? And this is by the DPS. So, you know, and right now, U.S. Fish and Wildlife is going through their uh, status review of wolves and considering everything the court said. So, you know, this, you know, we're, we're giving them the roadmap. Here's the way to do it. We'll see if the Biden administration wants to do it. Where Biden hasn't been a great uh, a great ally for sportsmen in many ways, in wolves they kind of have. They they stood behind the lower forty eight ruling from Donald Trump, you know, to uh, to remove them. So we'll see if they take up our plan. Here's the plan. Uh, I think it will be like January, February. They'll look at it. If they do want to do it, they'll do an open comment period, which then everybody will be screaming from both sides because wolves are the mascot of all this. Um, you know, and so they could do it. That would be the federal level. So they could be delisted federally, but then it's still up to the individual states to yeah. put management practices around it, yeah. whether that's hunting seasons, no hunting seasons, where, what, how much, sure. you know. Within but those still, distinct populations, federal's a big deal. And on our website too, there's a good breakdown of that. If you want to get all nerdy about it, there's a breakdown of um, every state and their uh, goals or management plans. And included in that is how many they wanted and how many they have. So it, that's really fun to look at. If you want to look at Michigan, right. and, you know, who wanted like under 200 wolves and now has over 700. Um, so right. that's that's all on our website too. Um, and it's, it's pretty interesting to look at. So plug the website, where can people find this? <laughs> we'll do this a couple of times. Sportsmansalliance.org. There's uh, the main page has a wolf on it. You know, you can read more um, and you can join to help out in this fight with us. And also once you hit that wolf page, there's runners on the left. Um, if you want to look at all the management plans or, um, our petitions and things like that. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Um, and something we should talk about offline is if you guys want to get on our join the fight page, um, we actually have a page where we let people join different associations and stuff. <clears throat> and I'll just explain it and put a plug in for, for people, but, um, it's just one place where everybody can go in or our customers can go in and buy a membership to OUSDA or Idaho houndsman or Eastern Idaho or, montana you know all the different clubs and associations we don't uh, discriminate the only rule ryan naomi 
is I'm not filling out your paperwork. So I'll send you the order. It'll have the address. It'll have their phone number. It'll have their email send address. The check. <laughs> and it'll have a check with it. But I ain't doing your, I'm doing the paperwork. I just got to print it out and, and mail it with a check. And so if that works with you guys, you can talk to the the bean counters or whatever, you know, what, whatever. But we're happy to have you guys on that page. Um, those are just my rules yeah. is, is I'm not going to, you can't make me jump through the hoops and go like, well, we need to know what shirts. Like if you need whatever information you need for a member to join, you just need to tell us and we can make sure it's on the website. So if there's a shirt size or if there's a, you know, whatever it is that, you know, where they're from or what they want to do or, or what's ever important the to them, just make sure you let us know. But um, join the fight. Yeah. People can join different hound. And we did it for hound associations to get everybody together. But um, and we'll have some guys. Thank you. I'll just check box everything, every single organization and just buy one of each. And so we got oh, yeah. guys all oh. over, you know, I'm not going to say you're going to sell a million dollars worth of, of, you know, subscriptions, but there are guys that just go through the checkbox and just check them all. So, um, you know, but yeah, otherwise Definitely sportsman's Alliance. Yeah. Sportsman's Alliance.com. And you guys, how much is one of your memberships for a, a member? It starts at $35. And so it starts there and it goes up with different benefits, 35, 50, 100, something like that. And you hat, knife, gift card to Cabela's, sweatshirt, cool different stuff like that as you go up. So, so yeah, but, and then again, if you're a business, you know, you business partners and you can join at different levels and different, whatever. I probably, you know, same I probably need to renew yeah. mine, don't I? Yes, you are last, buddy. <laughs> he was meaning to talk to you about that. That's why y'all well, are on here. I'll right plug. I'll mean, get you a check here in a little bit. Okay. I told you, you got to just you said, you gotta nail me down. You got to chase me down. <laughs> yeah, easier said than done, apparently, or so I've heard. <laughs> well, to plug the Join the Fight page, I'll say this like, yes, it's a product on our website, but like for everybody listening, we don't take a dime of that like credit card processing fees, all that is on us. Like you guys, these clubs that you're supporting are the clubs that support us. I mean, they're the reason that we're in business. These are a great group of people. I mean, you guys are working super close with some names that I guarantee you are at the top of my list of just good people to work with. So yeah. don't be afraid to sign up. We're not making any money on you. We're getting sending all that where it needs to be. There's no administration budget or anything like that. We're not, we're not the people we're fighting against. You know, and, and that, it kind of going back to what we talked about is, I think you said it, buddy, was it's easy to talk smack on social media and say, oh, yeah, I, you know, we need to do something. We need to get organized. We need to do this. I want to send an email with one click. Like, yeah. okay, I mean, stay engaged, send that email. But you can see in Washington and you can see other places, it doesn't matter. It's just noise. It's more noise. Yeah, we got to show up and show that. We engaged and we sent in emails and there was comments. But at the end of the day, what moves the needle are those lobbyists or people making phone calls or lawsuits yeah. and lawyers and lobbyists ain't cheap, you know? And so it's like, we're, you know, we, we can foot some of the bill some of the time, but we can't foot all the bill all the time in all 50 States. It just doesn't work, you know? And so we need that grassroots the clubs, dogs, trappers, you know, we try to protect everybody. And so if 35 bucks for a year, it helps buying a raffle ticket or whatever else. 
helps. That's putting your money where your mouth is. And at the end of the day, that's what's going to do it because just making noise falls on deaf ears a lot of times in some states. Yeah, yeah we got to get there's, there's there's a level of getting engaged, getting a group together, being organized so that the messaging gets vetted out. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there needs to be a ground game at the state level. But there also needs to be a strategic, smart attack. And one of the things you guys did, which I'm, I was glad to see, was you sued. Um, we'll talk about this Lorna Smith deal. But you guys sued the commission. So for those people who don't don't know, Sportsman's Alliance did a lawsuit here in Washington um, against Lorna Smith, which is one of the commissioners. And so what's happening in Washington is this commission, and we've seen it for several years. I've been watching it happen in slow motion um i don't know four or five years ago we were like hey this is what's going to happen and we're here we've arrived where i just sat i i was doing some homework this morning listening to commission meetings because i heard a a rumor that i had to chase down and although i didn't confirm the rumor i don't think the rumor was true but like i do think they are doing I, i honestly i don't think i know they're doing some goofy things and lorna smith is one i've been watching since as soon as she got yeah, I mean, as soon as she was uh, not selected, but up for uh, nomination or whatever, I was like, "That's not a good one, right there." She's she's an activist, and so there, the governor is putting in activism into our wildlife commissions. Basically, they're selecting people who they don't want to hear what you have to say. I mean, she couldn't say the word hunting whenever she was talking about it. She was like shooting things and stuff. And I'm like, well, that's not how a hunter talks. And so um, one of the things she was, and and your lawsuit basically was, is uh, I'll just let you take it, Brian. Why don't you explain lawsuit so I don't muffle it up some. Yeah, no, the the commission is a big headache and a big problem and something we're working on. But uh, as an initial step, uh, we just kind of looked at everything and it says right there in the RCW 77, whatever it is, that for a uh, commissioner to be appointed by the governor, they can't hold any other appointive, elective, whatever offices. Mm-hmm. Well, she was on the Jefferson County uh, Planning Commission and we're like, that's an appointive office. She was appointed to it. Um, right. And. And uh, she, you know, she, the governor, the attorney general, Ferguson, they are all like, no, no, it doesn't apply. And we're like, we think it does. And so by the sword. (laughs) Yeah. So let's find out. And we went to court and the judge agreed with us, you know, so uh, she had to give up one of those seats. So, of course, she gave up the planning commission one. Now we're watching because she actually has a. uh, the possibility of uh, appealing that decision, even though the court ordered it and she agreed to it. Uh, that was the conclusion we all came to because uh, this had never been done before. It had never come up in court and, you know, it'll be now part of the precedent. Um, and we wanted to make sure that we maintain that precedent. But she has the possibility of appealing. So we will see if she does that and then things will so get really Appealing so she can go back does, and get that so. seat? Like what, what's her motivation? You think she just wants that seat as a paycheck or in it or what? Uh, there's no paycheck. I think there's like a cheap stipend, but uh, 
it's uh, one, I think she's power hungry. Yeah. Um, she yeah, loves, loves the power, especially on our side, on the, on the game commission side. Um, but she's also ideologically driven on our side. Um, but, uh, she might appeal the decision just to get that, you know, say, try to get that, be able to sit in both seats at the same time, which creates a clear conflict of resolution. She even brought it up at one point in the, uh, game commission meeting. Uh, she was, it was talking about uh, funds being appropriated. And she's like, well, I'm on the Jefferson County planning thing. And you could just see where, oh, this is why you don't have two, somebody sitting in two seats. You yeah. could easily appropriate funds or wink, wink, back room, talk to whoever is there and be yeah. working both sides of the aisle there. Um, so that that's kind of the nuts and bolts of that. It could also be, yeah, it could also be trying to get us to spend more money, you know, and we're... <laughs> I mean, she's yeah. That's probably my pockets other than hers. Um, so you just to she's definitely to spend yeah. Some yeah, she is definitely power hungry. I I mean, just I just watched her uh, wildlife committee um, from June. I was going back through, and a little bit of history. I mean, are you familiar with her Western Wildlife uh, Group? Have you yep. heard that? Yeah, she was the executive. Yep, yep. Western Wildlife Outreach. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's the executive direction. Yeah. I was going back and looking. As of January, um, no, it was October fourth, two thousand twenty-two. Was her husband was the executive director of that group, and so while all this is happening, and while she's driving the commission and the wildlife, her husband's running this activism group about wildlife right you know predator protection and da, 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 da. so if anybody doesn't understand where this lorna smith is coming from she was the ex i think she was the executive director at first and then she handed she, it I, I she don't was know that for, okay i i don't want to say something i don't yeah know she was sure, she but. stepped down yeah yeah she stepped down to take the game commission okay seat. and then her so husband she stepped down took that so, so it's not even like stepping down. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm going to step down so I can take this position go. and my husband will take this. Like, are you really, are we really playing this? And that's where it kind of gets insulting, you know? Um, yeah. And yeah. I got to bite my charge sometimes. of setting seasons. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, and she's part of the, this group that is uh, taking over in Washington you know, her, Melanie Rowland, Barbara Baker, Lynn Kuehl, uh, uh what's the other guy, uh, the Marine guy, uh, Reagan, um, you know, and they are muddying the waters, muddling the waters, anything and everything they can do with the science to make it look, you know, well, this isn't definitive. It isn't enough. We need to be yeah. careful. Rowland trots out the precautionary principle. We have to be, you know, take extra precautions and, and I mean, one, one meeting, it was the spring bear meeting, uh, both, uh, uh, Lorna and, uh, the guy who stepped down, uh, were reading off of humane society Coons? talking points, literally reading saying spring bears Fred are, Coons are lethargic. Or? Yeah. Fred Coons. Okay. They were. Bears, spring bears are lethargic. They just come out of this. Sow bears have cubs, and so they can't escape, and they're just looking for food, and this is unethical. They were reading it point for point from the Humane yeah. Society of the United States off a piece of paper. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, it, it, it's, it's disturbing. And that's where, um, a lot of people are talking about the fishing game. And I was like, this was, you know, five years ago, four years ago when, when this was happening and the spring bear was the, the spring bear thing came up in a December commission meeting. And I remember, cause I was testifying during that, that commission meeting on a, 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 a dog issue, a working dog issue. And I remember them catching wind of that spring bear thing. And, you know, instantly I was like, oh shit. Like they, and nobody was really watching too much, but I had watched that interaction. And I was like, that's not good. And it was because of all these, you know, that was when, when Lorna Smith got appointed and Fred Coons got appointed and I watched it. I mean, it's like that seed, you know what I mean? I watched that sprout, the first sprout come up and I was like, damn it, this is not good. And we were trying to kill it in the Senate, in the um, committee, because those commissioners weren't even appointed or not, they were appointed, but from the Senate, they have voting authority in the state of Washington even though they haven't been confirmed, they're supposed to be confirmed by the Senate. So I think they finally got confirmed this year, um, which they, I, I think they did. They as soon as we sued. <laughs> yeah, exactly. as soon as we sued, they rushed them through and vet and uh, got them confirmed in the Senate. At least it was on the record and at least they're starting to follow the rules a little bit. And that was yeah. part of the, the reason to start, you know, we started with the really easy lawsuit right there. There's other lawsuits we're looking at, PDRs and stuff like that. But uh, that was, you know, we're kind of putting it, you know, remember Rudy Giuliani cleaning up New York City and uh, Todd calls it the broken windows theory. You just start enforcing every little law there is and it compounds, you know, and that's where we're at in Washington. It's like, okay, let's follow the law at least. Do what you're supposed to. Put them through the process. Approve them. At least let the senators get their... uh, their voices on the record that they do or don't approve of them. And let's get the vote out there and, mm-hmm. and start enforcing some of these laws and rules. And so that's what we're doing in Washington. We started with Lorna. We started with the conflict of interest, holding two seats. And we're uh, going through a lot of other things. And we've talked with people and doing some records requests. And uh, it's not the last you've heard of us in Washington no. by far. And I think people are maybe listening in other states and they, they're like, oh, what does this matter to me? But it's like you, this is the political landscape that you're going to be handling with. Just just so you know, in New Mexico, in Colorado, yeah. you know what I mean? These are the games. That in Colorado. There's, Say, I mean, our, um, <laughs> our Colorado yep. Parks and Wildlife uh, director came from Washington. And so we have that, but also our commission, our latest three appointees um, from our governor Polis is, have been Defenders of Wildlife, Center for Biological Diversity, Animal Rights Lawyer. Um, yeah. Those are our, our three that we just got stuck with. Um, so even though they haven't had a meeting yet, they just got appointed and um, they haven't been confirmed yet, but they'll have meetings to do some damage before um before they get confirmed. So it, it doesn't just stay in one place. Um, Colorado is looking at, unfortunately, the same landscape. And I hope that nothing bad has to happen before we bounce on things like this. And hopefully we can find out a way to do it before it gets bad. Yeah. But um, it's it's not looking good for Colorado. And if, it, if Washington goes down and then Colorado goes down, they're not just going to stop there. So yeah. it's gonna, that's the game plan. It's going to get wider. And, and- 
And so hopefully we weren't able to do it in Washington, but the game plan that if a houndsman of Colorado is listening right now and you want to, you want my advice, it's figure out where that commission's confirmed. Like the Senate, if it's the same, the governor appoints it, the Senate confirms it. And so whoever your Senate committee is in Washington's national, you know, house and resource committee, or uh, is that right? Uh, Senate natural resource committee. Yeah. yeah. We definitely have people on it already. And unfortunately, um, the way, I mean, they're confirmed through the Senate, but we have a Democratic majority. And so so they have their seat. Yeah. Yeah. So we do need to go go out there and talk to people. Um, Unfortunately, we haven't had luck with the last couple commissioners. There's a couple commissioners um, on our Wildlife Commission that were appointed a couple of years ago that were um, animal rights activists as well. And I mean, we wrote letters and we went down there and we just couldn't get enough, but we will try again. We're going to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. United Houndsmen and uh, Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management, CTPHA, we're all going to be there and it, do the best we can. And that's what we need yeah. to do for sure. Yeah. And, and you gotta, I always tell people, I'm like, we we all rally about behind the the Republicans, and we have to support the Republicans because they're our saving grace. But it's the Democrats that make the decision right now in, in a lot of these states, and so we can call them all the names we want, but we have to figure out how to get those because Dem- there are Democrats out there that hunt. There are Democrats out there that are, are yeah. firearm friendly. Not very many. You're getting fewer and few, but if we can find those guys, I think in Colorado that we're not completely lost yet because there has been a few things in Colorado like a wolf thing that just went through um that w- went through with bipartisan support and polis actually had to veto it so if we can get something like that through with bipartisan support yep. um we got the hunter education bill through with bipartisan support and yep. governor polis signed so um if we start playing the game a little bit uh hopefully we can yeah turn that around. and that's and it's like a dance, you know. What I mean, you got to dance with these people. And it, it was—I go back to that that example I had was like, let me help you pass this bill. Like, man, I I don't like having sex with dogs. You know what I mean? I think that should be illegal. I I agree. Let me, I can sponsor. <laughs> I love that. That I can you get behind that one to point out because that was on there, Jason. No, we're not making that. No, we're not making that up. That was on the bill. No, I believe it was on there. I know. <laughs> I know. And and you know, it's like, dude, we don't want to kill that part of the bill. Like, let's help get that shit illegal you know what i mean like that should not be legal and uh anyways but so that's uh, like some of that is is the the people who are I- ideology yeah, i can't even say the word but if they're so ideology driven that they don't care like uh, i'll just use lorna smith right she comes from this western wildlife she has an agenda it's no joke she's she was put in that position to move the needle and she's doing a damn good job. Like she's pushing that department, even listening to the the commission, the, the committee, she's chairing the wildlife committee and clearly an, uh, a niece who's one of the wildlife staff guys says in that meeting. And I was, I was just in the June one. I actually wrote these notes down, but like at the three minute, 30 Man, he's he's pretty much like yeah I've been working we've been working a lot with the chair da, 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 and back and forth on the chair so Lorna Smith is driving the staff on getting this these new policies set for for 
bear cougar, you know, wildlife, all that kind of stuff. That's what is just dangerous. Um, these governors are putting in p positions that these people go in there with an agenda and they go in with a wrecking ball and they're not afraid. You know, we're, we're not going to stop them. We're not changing their mind. So somehow we got to figure out how to stop them from getting in those positions. And I think the Senate and then teaching these governors a lesson is the only thing, but I don't, I don't know how that happens. It's tough. In Washington, in Washington, it's like, it's almost a lost cause. I mean, the Democrats mm -hmm. that do hunt and are friendly to us and reasonable, they won't step out of line. They're literally not going to step out of line from what Jay Inslee wants because of political retribution. We, we lost so the two. They're not stepping out. So we had we, Blake and we had Taco. Yeah. Taco. I always yeah. say it wrong. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and, and, and they lost and we replaced them with, with Republicans. And I remember during that election, I was like, dude. And everybody's like, because um, one of the issues Blake went on was, um, I don't know if it was a school issue or something. And I remember, and I, I still talk to him or whatever. He's a, he's a good guy. He's a good Democrat. Like there's few of those guys left, but we replaced them yeah. in the political storm. Those good Democrats got replaced by Republicans. And I was, I remember sitting there going like, dude, I don't want to vote. Like I want to vote Republican. I like this, this momentum that we have in you know, the, the Trump and the stuff like that. But I remember thinking, this is going to hurt us in Washington. And it sure did. You know, it was, it was rough because we lost. Yeah. Those Democrats. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in Washington, it's becoming almost a lost cause. I mean, it, it you got Inslee, you have the uh, legislative branch. They're all on the same team, mm -hmm. you know, and now they've stacked the game commission with who they want. At best it's five, four, yeah, most of the time it's probably going to be seven two. You know, mm -hmm. I watched a meeting a couple weeks ago, and one of the new guys, Parker, was actually pushing back against these guys, against uh, Rowland and uh, Baker and Smith and these guys, and pushing back, saying, "Hey, we need to be cautious by using this kind of language about moving down this way or this way." You know, and I liked what I heard from him. He's brand new, so we don't know where he's at. Um, and then Melody Rowland Woody? spoke up. She said. Was that Woody? Woody's the other new one, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it was uh, uh, Parker out of Yakima, okay. Okay. the fisheries guy. Um, gotcha. And so he was pushing back a little bit, and uh, Melanie Rowland responded to him saying, you're right, hunters should be nervous. We're changing this model. We're going to do it. It's coming. She point blank said this in a, in a committee meeting. And it's like, so it – Again, going back to what we started with, we need people to engage and make comments, but they aren't going to make a difference. This committee right. or in this commission does not care. They do not care. It could be a million voices to one. They aren't good. They don't care. They're moving with an ideological movement sent down from the governor and backed by the governor and the legislature, and they just don't care. Yeah. And when it does happen, that's encouraging. It's going to happen with a Democrat. <laughs> I'm just going to say it out loud. Like it's going to be a Democrat that saves our ass. I just right in these in these environments. If it's Colorado, it's going to be a Democratic friend. And so if we alienate all of them, I'm not. And there's a plenty of them that are bad. I'm not saying you know, you stick up for the for the bad ones, yeah. but those good Democrats that 
they're pro hunter pro you know maybe on some social issues we don't we don't agree with maybe dope or whatever you know what i mean like i'm i don't care like at this point i'm like dude go smoke your dope i just want to go play with my dogs right i what there's issues there's social issues that i've just learned that i'm like hey that's not my cross to die on and we got to give them some leeway on, on those you know social issues but if we don't find friends on both sides of the aisle for for gun issues and for hunting issues we're looking at a really bad 10 years coming I, that's my two piece yeah so yeah no I, I mean right now it's it's just a cabal in washington from the governor down and all the advisors and what they're doing it's all backed with ideological and political power and so the courts are really what's left in the three checks and balances between the three three branches and that's what's left for us now in Washington. And hopefully, uh, you know, other states have different requirements. And that's another fight we fight, especially on the East Coast. Uh, you know, a lot of states have a requirement. You have to have a hunting and fishing license for X number of years. You have to be put up by sportsmen's groups or you have to some type of requirement. Yeah. Washington is wide open. Whoever the governor wants, the governor puts on there. Like you said, you're supposed to be confirmed by the Senate, but they can serve until they're not, you know, done. But even, you know, so it's just, it's, yeah. Washington's wide open. It's literally the tip of the spear coming into the country. And it's already spreading to Colorado because Jeff Davis it came from Washington. The conservation plan that they're putting in place right now, which will set the foundation for them to use language to define conservation in the game management plans and in the department and that is going to further their model. That's going to hit. It's, it was his brainchild and Barbara Baker's brainchild. Now Jeff Davis is in Colorado. So you're going to see the same thing happen in Colorado. It's not going yeah. to stop there. It's just going to keep going. Keeping those thresholds to serve on the commission is vitally important for the remainder of the states. That's how they're going to push back against this is keeping those people out to begin with. Yeah. You know, and the two so things that they've learned, if you it's watched not pretty them. and I, is is the they've learned that it's a lot cheaper to be working off of commissioners and commissions you know, taking over commissions so when when we you know they're not running ballot measures right now to to go you know what i mean like we stopped them in maine um i think the montana one they did all right right when they tried to take trapping out you guys got that one stopped i believe Yep, we stopped them there. They only yeah. won one. They won Missoula County by a couple of points, and that was it. Okay. Yeah. So, so you know, what I mean, they're learn. They, they they're we're stopping them at the ballot because we've gotten that. They're not stupid. They just transitioned it, and they've been in this long game. So now they're taking commissions, internal department guys. So you know, what I mean, the the staff, the biologists, the you know, the the people who are making the policies and working behind the scenes. It's kind of like a you know they're in, infiltrating those departments, um, and then the second thing, like you said, the lawsuits. You know, I mean, those are the three pronged attacks that they're doing, and they're a lot cheaper than ballot measures right now. And and I I think we need to be jumping and like you guys suing, you know, suing and stopping them yeah. on the legal battle is yeah. a lot cheaper than than running a ballot measure. Or defending a ballot measure. Yeah, your your ballot measures. You know, I get that question quite often. Is well, why don't we just run a ballot measure to bring back hound hunting or something? Well, one, a ballot measure in Washington is probably going to cost close to five million dollars. Uh -huh. You know, so you're looking at two to five million dollars per ballot initiative. So who's 
ponying up that cash. And then two, to bring something back once it's gone. What's our messaging going to be <laughs> like, right. we want to go kill more mountain lions. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then when they, you deliver you know, that? we can say public safety that, you know, and hold up some kids that have been eaten up and mountain bikers and whatever else. But all they have to do is pull out the numbers and say it's rare. Well, it was rare for a reason. We didn't have as many of them and, you know, whatever. Yeah. But that doesn't matter when it's in the media and messaging and you're talking political messaging. And so there's the problem, you know. Um, there was somewhere else I was going to go with that. But, uh, you know, that's uh, that leaves lawsuits and taking a page out of their book and turning the turning it right back against them and starting to sue. If you remember spring bear season, part of that happened, you know, the first uh, big lawsuit, it happened several years ago when they passed the spring bear season. And I think the last year it was in place, two sisters from wherever in Seattle sued saying there wasn't enough public, uh, public uh, exposure of it for the public to weigh in. Like that got tossed out of court. Then it was the next year they came back and we were down a commissioner. And so yeah. they voted and it was a 4-4 tie. And every year it has to be renewed. So 4-4 tie means it doesn't pass. And that's yeah, how they initially got it was a tie. You know? oh, yeah. But now you see them moving. To, they're, they're talking about, well, let's look at fall bear. And let's look mm -hmm. at mountain lion hunting. We, we need to talk about this. And they kind of float an idea out there in one meeting. And they pick it up and move it a little further and they're moving things down the pike and it's against the department. Like I feel bad for Anise and Kelly Suswind and everybody else. They're working their butts off. The bear biologist quit because it, they crucified her publicly like three different times. Commission meetings in a row totally ripped her science apart, you know, using what ifs and yeah, buts and, you know, right. things that don't matter aren't part of a modeling situation. So they're driving out good scientists. They're giving fits to the department, but giving them marching orders because they're literally their boss. And, you know, they hire and fire the director and they, they are pushing them to do things and keeping them busy and, and yeah. looking at abstract stuff. And now they're like, hey, we need social science. Give us social science. Look at beaver trapping. And it's just they're spreading them thin and just casting doubt on everything they do. I mean, I literally feel sorry for the department. They're the guys well, some there there's some good there's some really good people in the department but there is definitely some some really bad I want to say really bad people, but some people <laughs> that reference a lot, of those good people, a lot of those good people are just like Brian said just on the verge of quitting or they're just being slammed because their work's not good enough all the time and it's because we are on the side of scientific management and so are they and when they try to show it um, it doesn't fit this ideology and I can't say it either. And, um, and Thank they just you. get I appreciate slammed that. <laughs> and they just, <laughs> they just get told that their work isn't good enough, um, all the time. And it's, it's sad really to see the biologists that are on our side and got into it because they really do love wildlife and they're not being listened to right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, 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 it's frustrating. And, and I wouldn't even say our side. It's just look at the data. Let's look at the truth and not spin it. You know what I mean? Like, it, honestly, I sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm wrong. I'm okay. There's, there's things I look at and I, um, it can be explained. You look at it and go, hmm, okay. But then, but 
what we're seeing is not even it. It's always the same song and dance. You know what I mean? Like a, a kid gets attacked in Washington and it's like, Oh, it's rare. It's rare. It's like more, more likely to get striked in, in, by lightning than get attacked by a cougar. And I'm like, really? Because it's been like two kids in the last two years got attacked by cougars. You know, you, you have, I don't even know the ones up North right. that's happened, which somebody yeah. should be PDR in that because I know up in the, um, or uh, Washington Peninsula, there's like three, I don't know, three different incidents. You know, one with another biker getting growled at and get stood down and that kid got attacked. Mm -hmm. There was a girl that got attacked in, in uh, eastern Washington. And they always, you know, and then that biker that got killed. And they're always, oh, it's so rare, it's so rare. You know, and I remember sitting in a meeting, I said, just get used to it, you know, because this is, this is about to change. And they looked at me like, I was crazy and I'm like, I'm just telling you, like that terminology, you can spin it all you want, but it, it's not as rare as it used to be. You know what I mean? I'm not saying, you know, you're going to get attacked by a cougar yeah. just walking through the woods, but the, the probability of it is still low, but how many times it's happened is going up. You know, it's definitely increasing. And if I frequency got spike. little kids, I'm not just going to be letting them hang out by themselves, you know, in the woods, like it, there's just no, yeah. there's no fear. There, those, those cats are, are losing their fear of humans and dogs and a lot of different things. So, all right. What did, did we cover everything that you guys wanted to touch base on? So a big boring podcast about politics. That was yeah. not what I wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> This yeah, is gonna break the charts, hours man. Hours, yeah. yeah. How I mean, do you guys could, go to work go every day? On. I mean, it's all sorts of like how do you guys go to work yeah. every day? And that's like, that's our life. Yeah, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a fun day. We're gonna be in politics today. Just the mm. boxing gloves go on when you walk through the door, get psyched up. What's your theme music? <laughs> uh, I'm pretty easy to get fired up, or so I've been told by a lot of people I've met. So it fits in pretty well. <laughs> Perfect. Naomi, what part of Colorado? Um, I'm northwest of Fort Collins, kind of by the Wyoming border. Um, so okay. yeah, the way out in the way out in the mountains. Thank goodness. Uh, not a lot of people around, but we have a lot of area to run cats. We run lions and bobcats with our, we call them a band of misfits. We run dogs that fell into our lap because mostly people didn't want them anymore or they were given to us. Um, so yeah. I call it my red, white, and blue pack. It's, just little, it's, it's misfits. It's like, I got a red one. I got a white one. I got a blue one. Try to have a little bit of everything. I, I actually like that. We just picked up we just picked up a white one and we had we have a blue one and um I mean the white's kind of white and red and then we have a catahoula mixed in there and a plot and a walker and blue kicks and <laughs> we them all, so. equal opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I was born in Colorado Springs, so I, I lived until I was about fourteen. I lived in Colorado Springs and we had property over by the Royal Gorge and um, like Salida and, and Canyon City, all that kind of stuff. So I, I always thought I was yeah, going back to Colorado. Houndsman, United Houndsmen are big down there. Um, that's kind of where they're based is kind of Salida area. So yeah, I, I was I, definitely a lot of. 
yeah, I was talking to him. I was like, man, next you guys have a meeting in Salida. Maybe I'll make an excuse and head down there for the, the dinner. And I, I think they canceled it or something this year. I, I don't remember what happened, but I was like, just let me know. Cause it would be a good excuse to go hang out in some of that ground. Yeah, I'll definitely keep you updated on that stuff. I know they're, they've got a bit riled up since the Colorado Trapper and Predator Hunters Association banquet and meeting there. They're kind of getting fired up again and starting some things up. So we'll definitely keep you in mind with uh, Josh. They just did. No, what did they do just another do? Another follow up. <laughs> yeah. What did they just do that that group? Uh, we just a video. Yeah. We oh the Lionheart video. Yeah. Um, so that was debuted at our CTPHA banquet, and that that was really awesome with the Whitaker brothers there. And um, yeah, we were some of the lucky ones that actually got to see it before it went on tour. So it'll be touring for the next like year, and it won't be public for a while. But yeah, that was at our banquet, and all of that money that was raised is going to fight just what we were talking about under some state organizations that. Um, do have lobbyists to go fight not only at the commission level, but um, at the state level as well. So some some groundwork, um, some money for the groundwork for fights that we will be fighting because Colorado is such an in-between state, you know, they think, and when I say they, like the animal rights activists and their organizations think that they can swing Colorado and they're Unfortunately, they're not wrong. <laughs> um, there's a lot to be discovered in Colorado yet as far as that playing field. So um, that banquet, with the help of a couple organizations, uh, got a lot of money together for Colorado to help with that. Um, we'll see what comes of it. What When you say go on tour, what, what does that mean? that show or whatever uh, it's a blood origin thing you'll have to you'll have to get together with blood origins to find that out it was a what, blood, what origins blood origins production that they did oh what you gotta that? look them up they're they're pretty good <laughs> <laughs> she's good I, I she's new <laughs> but she is good i, I don't know <laughs> I, I don't know a whole lot about them uh on but I did get to meet uh, Robbie, who is the head of that organization. But I can't speak for him. You're, you're going to have to figure it out and Google it and stuff. They, they were a very big help in Colorado. <laughs> so, She's not so doing your paperwork, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to work for him. But, but look them up. They were a big help. All right. I got homework now. <laughs> I, I remember seeing that. I was like, it scrolled through my feed and I was like, oh, that's interesting. And um, I'm always interested I'm in, yeah, I'm always interested in um, some of that, that, that content. And I thought about trying to do it. I mean, I've thought about trying to come up with one yeah, of the videos that did that. Shove them aside. It's just a whole, just a whole nother podcast, you know, um, <laughs> just a whole nother group of really good people. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to do some homework on it. I, I said, I just seen it on my feed. I haven't had time to look into it or anything like that, but it was just interesting. It looked like it was a hound, uh, a pro hound video of some sort. If I could, I, I'm guessing, I don't know, but just what I could gather from the. Yeah, the it was. It was. Cool. Um, Brian, you guys got something else in Washington? I seen another short thing. You guys doing a fundraiser or something trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, this kind of goes back to uh, 
the grassroots approach, right? Like uh, mm-hmm. we're a national organization, so it gets uh, really difficult when there's two people in government affairs and two people in communications. It that's it for the entire nation of what's going on, and so you know it, we we have to rely on the grassroots folks. And in Washington, everybody's fired up as we were talking about. It's not a good time to be a Washington sportsman, and. Uh, some folks called us and uh, can trail outdoors and uh, bear country outdoors. And then uh, the Sofa Hunter, uh, Johnny Mack, he was already putting something on in December. But September 12th, uh, Bear Country Outdoors, Cantrell Outdoors, those guys, uh, they called and they were like, hey, what can we do? And kind of what we've talked about is like, we're to the point in Washington where it's coming down to money and lawsuits, mm-hmm. you know, and the Lorna Smith lawsuit, you just step up to bat and it's $20,000. Yeah. And that was a pretty straightforward summary judgment. Hey, we think she's breaking the law, make a judgment. So there wasn't, there was a couple back and forth, got to answer each other's charges and accusations and then a ruling. It wasn't a prolonged protracted court battle, which a lot of these are, but that one that we did 20, $30,000, just for a quick judgment like that. So if we really want to go after Lorna, Melanie, Lemkul, all these guys who are doing different things that we've caught that are like, hey, we could file a lawsuit on that. It's going to take money. So these guys said, yeah. And they stepped up and they're putting on a, uh, a uh, fundraiser September 12th at Skookum Brewery up in Arlington. It's going to kind of on the north side. And so... Uh, there's going to be some auction items up, you know, silent and live auction. We're trying to put together, you know, African safari, Argentine doves, some guns, whatever. Um, and all the proceeds will go in and go to Sportsman's Alliance. We'll earmark it for Washington lawsuits and uh, try to keep firing, firing bullets, throwing punches and uh, at least get them to follow the law and slow down a little bit and protect our passions. Is there any... Um any damages that you're able to claim on that, like with Lorna, or is it just, Hey, stop doing that. I mean, is there, is there any, uh, yeah, there's so, a word for it. There's a legal word for it. When a judge gives you a reprimand and, and assigns damages, you know, I forget what that word's that legal word's well, called. But. Yeah. There wasn't, there wasn't really with that suit. We sued her personally, the state mm-hmm. of Washington elected to, to defend her and use taxpayer dollars to defend her. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if we had filed suit against the state themselves, we'd have a better chance. This was a, you know, personal lawsuit against her as a citizen and breaking the law, being on two different whatevers. M- maybe we could have put it into the settlement, probably would have gotten a lot of pushback. We would have, you know, gone through the appeal processes and bigger headache. You know, we, you look at it as a chess move, which way to go with it. We were trying to preserve the, uh, the precedent setting that you can't hold dual positions and get that law interpreted how we want it for the future. And we got that, you know, so it wasn't there, but in the future and some of the lawsuits we're looking at that possibility exists. So next time you could sue the state and and it it would maybe be another option now. Depending what it is. Yes. Yeah. And well, depending what, what lawsuit, you know, what we see, 
you know, what they're doing. They have a lot of gray and a lot of loopholes to get through, but there's a couple of things we've seen that have been point blank. Uh, yeah, no, that's not legal. And it had a detrimental and substantive, substantial uh, impact on what was what happened, you know. And so that's where we're looking at some things. And if that happens, then we can also say because we're suing the commission, which is a, an agent of the state, we could potentially get. Is know, there any way to uh, and you may not be the right guy, you may not be the lawyer for this question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. Um, is there any way that the decisions that she made? So let's just take Spring Bear, for example. You know, she's kind of was one of the spearheaders in that that process. Um, and I'm just thinking out loud here, but and I'm hopefully you've talked to the lawyer about this. But is there any question like, hey, these decisions she made in this illegal appointment or whatever you want to say, it, she shouldn't have held this office. Is there any way to invalidate those 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 votes and see if they can go, go back, back and change the, the, the course? Yeah, um, you know, I, we get that a lot. And it the case itself hinged more on the wording of the RCW. And so as to be elective, appointive, you know, and so it got into a little bit of a legal trick bag and what we could and couldn't do and get. And that wasn't in the cards. And even if it even if it was invalidated, they've voted since that 4-4 tie four years ago. And right now it's 7-2. No so even if you invalidate that one, it's yeah. not going to it's not going to do anything. Um, but. There's other so the spring bear right now is seven two at. against. Well, if if you look at where the commissioners fall on yeah. that, it's seven two three gotcha. four maybe. We okay. don't know because Woody and Steve are new, and Woody's a biologist. He's been good, but at the same time, he tends to fall on the protectionist side of predator stuff. Um, yeah. So we just don't know how they're going to vote. You know, yeah. and uh, so, yeah, we're, just, we're, that's the hard part with said in the beginning, lawsuits is like, what is the damage on that lawsuit? That's the hard part to, you know, every, uh, they're asking me on the, yeah, you have stuff. to have a, a very, a very specific legal fight. You know, it's not mm -hmm. just this blanket that you throw out. It's yeah. here are the words, here's the law, here's the violation. You know, you have to be very specific, you know, and so uh, it, that's where it gets tricky and you have to be smart about it and kind of see where it read the tea leaves. And like you said, make the chess moves on what's going to be the best move, the needle the most, be the surest bet. There's a lot to consider when you do it and you're spending 20, 30, 50 thousand dollars a pop. You know, you don't want to just throw it, burn it up and throw it away. Uh, mm -hmm. so there's several things we're looking uh -huh. at that have taken place. And like you said, keep the powder dry till it's time to use it. Yeah. Washington, Washingtonians for wildlife. All the good stuff. I, th I think it's WWC or is it, I don't know. So there's a group, another group that's got a lawsuit that they're working on and that's to the governor because the RCW states that the governor should appoint people in you know representative hunting and and have a a tribal representative and you know these different user groups 
and Inslee's not really doing that. You know, he's he's not appointing, you know, a good hunting group and a good tribal group and you know, good fish commercial fisheries. I think I think that's what it was. The commercial fisheries are not being represented right now on the commission. They're supposed to have a representation. Well, I think I think what their lawsuit is is that uh, it there's he's supposed to consult when he makes these appointments. He's supposed to consult with recreational hunters, okay, commercial yeah. fishermen, yada, yada, all these stakeholder groups. I mean, uh, two, two dogs biting them is better than one, right? Yeah. So all the power to them, and hopefully it, it you know it goes somewhere. Yeah. So we'll no, keep on, they point. keep on. At least we're all starting to push back now. Exactly. Some things are starting to happen and, and that's where people need to jump in and support all of them because it's going to take legal, political pressure to, to do anything in the state of Washington and the state of anything. I mean, it don't matter what state you're in. You might as well start now. Well, I got to get back. Uh, we have a couple people out today, so I got to get back in the shop, finish up the day. It was great having you guys. Like I said, if you guys want to get on that join the fight page, please let us know. I'll uh, I'll work on cutting a check. Yeah. I think I, I just realized, yeah, that's probably since last year since I done. I'm, I'm horrible. I tell people, I mean, just call me. <laughs> like, hey, buddy, cut your shit. Send me my check. Like that's what you need to do. Don't don't be shy with me. And Naomi, the same thing, man. If I if you feel like I'm putting you off, you just got to be a little more aggressive. Um, and just be like, hey, sounds call me good. At a time. I'm, I'm just once you get me nailed down, I'll give you my full attention. But boy, I'm squirrely. Try to get nailed down sometimes. All right, like like I said, I'll I'll give Cody that advice because Cody's the one that really wants to hit this up and talk to you. So we were supposed to do. Um, it. I'm going to pass that on to Cody. Is uh is it um what's his last name? Lostro. Okay, Bull he's rider. the guy. Yeah, um, I was going to make fun. I, I keep my mouth shut. <laughs> I, know I know what he's too thinking. Much. I know he's, too he's much. He's a sometimes. pretty awesome guy. He's really, yes, he's I, really passionate about. I, about what I we're listen doing. to um, um, his podcast with Houndsman XP, and uh, anyways, yeah, professional bro, right? Blah, 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 which I I'm not a big uh, fan seeker, but I did like him. He I liked the way he talked. I liked the way he talked about. It. I was like, that's a cool well. Dude. I'll so, give I'll give this to him. The first time I met him in the woods, um, because we hunt the same area. And uh, he said hi, you know, was a really awesome guy and left. And I don't follow bull riding either, but I came home and told my now husband that, yeah, I met this guy named Cody. And he's like, no way. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> like, I didn't. Oh, yeah, he was super cool and chill. And, you know, and so he is a very humble guy, has a very awesome family and just a pleasure to work with. And he doesn't care whether you know his name or not. So. It's like yeah, when Shorty no. calls. <laughs> we never. Uh, it was his. It was his, his link. There's a Jaguar pod. He did. He was talking with him and, and uh, yeah, Shorty, Shorty, and them were talking about it. And um, that they, they both Shorty and he had the they had the pace that I was like, yeah, that's a guy that I could hang around a campfire with and and just bullshit and make fun of each other or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you, you just, you just kind of get that vibe that I, that he had a humbleness about him that I'd, I'd like to hear the F up story. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And the, the bulls that he didn't win on, you know what I mean? The ones <laughs> that he almost made it. Cause I'm sure there's some good stories. I don't want to talk about the stuff that he got the championship or whatever. You know, I'm, 
I'm the guy that's like, man, if you were successful, you probably have some good stories about not being successful. That's that's the way my mind thinks. Is like, like I want to hear the not successful. Song. Yeah, I'll I'll let him. I won't spoil it for you, but he actually talks about that a lot. You know, um, how many times he's failed to get where he is. So yeah, that's a lot of his speech to um, the younger bull riders that he's talking to. So I'm sure he'd be up for that conversation for sure. Exactly. That's when I look at someone who's successful. I'm like, you got some stories behind you that are probably pretty funny and probably hurt you your ego and you may not want to talk about them but i want to hear them because that's always i always get a good chuckle out of that stuff so um we were i we were going to try and do one with him and 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 i think him and shorty and uh, they did hounds of xp um but i think we'll probably still we should do one one of these days i get a meet and, and bs with them so brian is there anything before we close up I want to just thank you guys. You guys, like I said, you guys have been stepping up your game from my, from whatever it's worth. Um, do you, whether you were pushed, whether you did it, in, you know, intentionally or not intentionally, there's a whole bunch of motivation factors behind the scene sometimes. But um, I'm just happy to see we're all kind of better off with that. You guys are engaging out there. You're on multiple fronts and people need to recognize that and support you guys. Cause it's a lot of work to be hammering all these different issues and getting, you know, number one, you got guys going off half cocked all over the place. So you got to try and tone down these guys. And it's like, no, really this time we need to push. And there's, there's somebody has got to take the lead sometimes. Um, on when it's time to push, when it's time to sit back, and when it's time to to just hold your powder. You know what I mean? Like, hey, we, we need to be ready. In Washington, I think that, you know, we need to be ready for November. You're supposed to announce these new policy, you know, where they're kind of breaking away the, the policy. And I just listened to a bunch of commission stuff because I was kind of preparing for this podcast. And what I came away with is like, it's not ready yet, but man – November, we're going to start seeing what their agenda is. And we're going to see some documentation that gets presented to the commission that um, I don't see words that have been hunter friendly in some of the, the proposal that we're seeing. It's like, oh, it's not about, you know, hunter um, harvest or opportunity. Or, you know, some of the words that's always been the commission's agenda was creating opportunity for hunters. They're taking that stuff away and now it's, you know, social acceptability and, and, you know, biodiversity and blah, 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 blah. They're using these words and I'm like, yeah, you're changing, you're changing the river. You're doing it slow, but they're trying to change the river. So Jason. Yep. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jason, anything for you? Yes. You get back. No, to I enjoyed it very much. Thank you guys I think, for taking the time. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. The phone's over here ringing like crazy. Is it? No, it was great talking to you guys. Yeah. I th I apologize for the delay. I think I have a little bit of delay. I uh, I tried to hook up through my Starlink today, and yesterday we did a podcast, and the Starlink was much faster. So I can tell that oh, Naomi and Br yesterday. Brian, you guys are probably like, I am tired of talking through this delay because it's you guys did really good not stepping on me and <laughs> I did not do so good stepping on you. I stepped on you guys a lot. I can tell, but uh, I apologize. Hopefully I, the Starlink starts working better because the, the experience is a little bit better if I get a faster internet. So we'll go from there. All right, guys. Well, we'll thank you down. very much for having us on. 
Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> One more. Right there. That was the best example. <laughs> yeah. <See? laughs> We're just saying thanks. Thanks for having us on. Give us your website. <laughs> what What can they do? Like, go on your website and join right now. If like, please do that. I will send you a check and and just get engaged. Get behind these guys and and do that. Sportsmansalliance.org. Mm-hmm.